Welcome to this episode of Hustle and Pro. I'm your host, Kelly Walker. Today, our guest is Scott Burchett with the Frisco Rough Riders. I'm excited to talk to you. I've seen you running around this ballpark for years and years, and now we get to sit down and I'm gonna learn some things about you and talk about the Rough Riders kind of milestone season that we're mm-hmm. having. So awesome. thanks, thanks for, for joining. Me. Thanks for joining us. I know you're busy. We're in season. You mm-hmm. guys just finished up a nice warm homestand. Very much so. Warm homestand had a lot of people out here. It was a lot of fun. Yes. So I guess that's kind of where I want to start is mm-hmm. congrats on this 20th anniversary season. Yeah. Big season, big milestone. Um, I want to hear kind of um, in your words, what do you think are some of the defining moments that's kind of gotten us to this this ballpark and this club to this 20th season? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been fun to see the ballpark and the team grow up along with the whole city of Frisco. Yep. When I first started back here in 2004, it was pretty much just the Rough Riders and the mall across the street. Yep. And now to see all the development that's going around it, we're almost an urban ballpark now, believe it or not, with everything that's happening. And Frisco's changed so much. You know, when, when we first started, it was pretty much just the Rough Riders. Right. Now we have so many entertainment options, so many things in Frisco that make it such a vibrant, you know, exciting community to right. live in and work in. So um, it, it's been a lot of fun just to see the team grow up right alongside that and, and change as well. You know, the community has changed a whole lot. The demographics have changed. Uh, so it's been fun to change right alongside that and represent the, uh, the the community that we serve. What about the change internally here within mm-hmm. these ballpark walls? Like ownership changes and team changes and ballpark changes. Like what are the biggest pieces of that that sort of change the way the yeah. the trajectory of this ballpark and team? For sure. You know, we're always trying to reinvent ourselves and always trying to get better. So in every aspect of the organization, it's always trying to get something new and learn from a lot of people as well and take those best practices from other teams and industries and, 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 and take those to Riders Field here in Frisco. So yeah, it, it's been interesting and fun to have different ownership groups throughout the years. When we first started, it was Tom Hicks and the Rangers that owned it, and then Mandalay Baseball, uh, one of the leading owner-operators in minor league baseball at the time. Um, They started uh, middle of year one, and they owned it through 2015 when Chuck Greenberg and his group um, took it over from them. So it's been fun to learn from different groups and different perspectives, and I think that's really nice as well, and different challenges. Um, but like I said, we're always adding something new. Like, yeah. yeah, we have the Lazy River that we added in the ballpark right. in 2016 and 16. 2017. Okay, yeah. And um, those ownership changes and things, like you said, that and pulling in best practices, mm-hmm. it it's needed to sort of breathe new life and new ideas Absolutely. in from around the country and different things going on, especially in minor league baseball. And you guys seem to kind of rise to the top of those lists over and over again, right? Yeah. With what attendance numbers and just innovation yep. and things like that in the ballpark. So yeah. tell me about some of those things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like I said, always trying to get better, always trying to, to make sure this is the top fan experience in all of minor league baseball. So um, trying to add new things every single year and a different way to look at different things. Um, I think our promotional calendar is, is, is a good yes. um, uh, barometer of that, all the fun, Full. wacky promotions yes. that yes. you can do at a minor league level that you can't necessarily do at, at the big league level. Right. Um, so, you know, in a couple of weeks, we have Stanley from the office coming out for Pretzel Day. Uh, we got Denim Richards from Yellowstone coming out a few days after that yeah. for, for, for Yellowstone Day. You pull in different pop culture references from all times and Absolutely. places and people, yeah. Yeah, pop culture references and then also, you know, certain nights for certain demographics of mm-hmm. our community as well. Like mm-hmm. for example, last year um, during the summer, we had an Indian Bazaar um, out here at the ballpark. It's not a non-game day event, uh, but we had 15,000 people out here for wow. that. Um, and that's a community that's traditional non-baseball fans. So they loved it so much that they wanted to do a bazaar night at a Frisco Rough Rider game oh, how cool. this past year. So that was bringing awesome. bringing in a whole new fan base. Exactly, introducing them to baseball. You know, last night we had the Japan American Society out here. 
and introducing uh, that community to riders field as well. I so love that. I'm always trying to you know think of new angles and new ways in addition to your traditional things that are standards here at the yeah. ballpark. Fireworks every Friday right. night. We have our summer fireworks series yeah. on Sundays as well. Well, that goes back to <laughs> the growth of the community. Mm -hmm. I mean, when, 20 years ago, you're not going to have those specific cultural events mm -hmm. and evenings. But when the demographic and the culture changes in the community, you're matching that and inviting exactly. those people in. I love that. Okay, so you said you got here in 2004. I did. So I was going to say, you know, I feel like you've been a part of um, the Rough Riders almost this entire 20-year run. Um, so you got here in, in 2004. You are currently the GM. So what did you start doing here? And yeah. How's that well, journey been for you? Well, I guess I'll take a step back for how I kind of ended up here in the okay, first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. So um, my dad worked on the TV side of sports okay. for years. So I grew up going to the old Rangers ballpark, not the ballpark in Arlington, the original one with the metal bleachers in the outfield, yeah. uh, the converted minor league park. I, I grew up going to games with him. I'd sit in the TV truck. I'd go sneak in the ballpark cool. for a couple innings and I watch it. I love that so, stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think I had baseball in the blood, if you will. Sure. Um, and, and from there, I knew I wanted to get in sports. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just was a sports fanatic and wanted mm -hmm. to be involved in sports in some capacity. Um, so I, uh, I uh, went to school down at Baylor, and then I started working for MLB.com when that first launched um, the, the website. I was a writer reporter okay. for the website, so I'd cover different teams. You know, I'd quickly become an expert on the Tigers or the mm -hmm. Twins or the Blue Jays, whoever it might be. So I'd, you didn't have one specific beat of a team, you I would just I would cover the visiting general. teams when they came in okay. town. So okay. I'd be the beat writer when the visiting gotcha. teams came in town. That transitioned into um, a role here with Frisco with the Rough Riders doing the game program. That was pre-smartphones, or maybe the early beginnings of right. smartphones. Uh, so the, the game program was a much bigger deal back then, the yep. physical copy of yeah. it. You, know, you needed it. You needed it to yeah. know what the stats and the scores and the standings and all that stuff. Sure. Um, so I started doing that, and then I was going to go off to Ohio University um, to get my master's. They have a great sports administration mm -hmm. program there. And then literally two days before I left, the Rough Riders offered me a full-time job. And I, uh, wow. I've been here ever since. That's awesome. I love that. I feel like the game program, a lot of that has migrated onto the scoreboard. Yeah, the exactly. big new. Yep. I don't know when the new scoreboard here became the bigger new scoreboard. Twenty fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It seems like there's a lot of stats up there now. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, of course, like pitch count and things live in game aren't going to happen in a printed program, but yeah. still, where people are from and I don't know, just different things yeah. are digitally visible no doubt you. and we have one of the largest scoreboards in minor league baseball and actually the most digital signage in all minor league baseball okay. so I didn't know we that. have a lot of real estate to add a lot of that stuff that adds to the game entertainment experience yeah. uh, so. and like the outfield wall yep the outfield that's a wall. unique i feel like a unique feature it certainly is and i love it too because it keeps our ballpark nice and clean you know, like a lot of ballparks, they try to add signs every single nook and cranny. Yes. You know, for us, we're definitely less is more with signage. Mm -hmm. and want to have a few partners that really dominate the ballpark. So, um, you know, kind of keeps that nice traditional ballpark look here. Yeah. So I get that you got into sports watching your dad. Did you play sports? I was much more of a basketball player. Okay. You're a bit uh, on the tall side. I'm so. a bit on the tall side, okay. yes. So, um, yeah, I played basketball. Um, I played baseball growing up. I wasn't all that great. You know, I was, I was fine, but I was a much better basketball player. Okay. So I enjoy watching baseball and being around it, but basketball is my sport plan. All right. I would hope so, yes. being around it, because yeah. you're around it. How many, I mean, how many days a year is there a Rough Riders game happening here? Uh, Rough Rider games, we have 69 home 69. games. Okay, okay. Uh, but uh, like most venues nowadays, we're much more than just baseball. There's so a lot happening absolutely. here. Absolutely. We're an entertainment venue, and the Rough Riders you know, are kind of the, the, the main tenant of that. Right. Uh, but we have stuff going on. Once the Rough Rider season ends, 
we transition right into a Halloween festival here That's at the right. ballpark, right yep. when the Halloween is over, into a light show at the ballpark, and then next spring it picks right back up with high school games, college yeah. games, and that's not even counting, mm. you know, like college, right now, yep. yeah, we have our, um, Rough Rider Baseball Academy that's going on. We've got yep. 100 kids out there on, on the field learning yeah, how to play right. baseball. And, camps and then and Camps and private events, you name it. Yeah, we have over 300 events a year. Wow. Yeah. That is a lot. Mm -hmm. That's nonstop. But when you have such a great venue, a exactly. great ballpark, it's great to yeah, maximize we're very blessed. it. Okay, so speaking of, I feel like I was thinking about all the things. So I've been a Founders member for the 13 years we've mm -hmm. lived in Frisco. So I love it a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just thinking, all the things I love here, but if you ask, probably if you ask 10 people what they love about Rough Riders games, you might get 10 different answers. Yeah. And just the things off the top of my head, the pool, the food, the suites, the mascots, the players, the ballpark itself, the playground, the lawn seats, fireworks, promos, like there's so many different parts. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your favorite? Oh, good question. Well, first of all, I think you nailed it on the head with that. And I think that's what makes the Rough Riders and minor league baseball so special is we really are all things to all people. Yeah. You can be 4, 44, 84, it doesn't matter. You can have a great experience here at the Rough Riders depending on what your you know interests yeah, are. Yeah, like have it your way, right? Exactly. Like if you need to be up in the air condition, mm -hmm. you figure out how to stay in upstairs longer. Or yep. if you need to let your kiddo be on the playground a while, you go over there or the saloon. Like there's exactly. so many, the pool, there's so many pieces of the ballpark that you can find your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I think that's And it's great and baseball cool. out there. I mean, it's world-class yeah. baseball. You know, these guys are just one step away from, from the big leagues. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so what's your favorite my favorite area part or thing about it mm -hmm. you know my my favorite thing is on a um, on a sold-out night just to walk into the outfield um, and kind of look back at the seating bowl and that beautiful ballpark and the structure there yeah, yeah. that you can see behind me yeah. and just take it all in you know for us uh, we're all about the memory making here so that's what we always say we're not in the baseball business we're not in the sports business we're in the memory making business so for me to look yeah. back at our ballpark and see you know 10,000 people that are making memories you know maybe it's a dad and a son coming out for their first ball game ever you know maybe it's somebody coming out um, you know uh, multi-generations or a church group whatever it right. is all those people making unique memories at our ballpark is really special yeah, yesterday, we were here last night, my family was here last night, and yesterday a friend tagged me on a, a memory pop-up, you know, like mm -hmm. Facebook, I guess, and it was our kids during preschool time mm -hmm. uh, watching a game together with their, you know, their Rough Riders gear on, and it just, I took an updated picture yesterday. That's and, great. You know, yeah. going on 13, and I, I laughed. I was like, remind us, we'll put this on their wedding slideshow, you, you know, one day. Yeah. I'm sure that's ridiculous and embarrassing to them, but it's just cute that kids grow up here yeah. and families make really cool memories here. Absolutely. In all different parts of the ballpark. Um, so those are all the things I love also. Well, I've been here so long and now, now it's weird, but now you start seeing those kids that you mentioned uh -huh. starting to bring their kids out to the ballpark. Yeah. So starting to get those multi-generations of, of yeah. memories and experiences. And then there. people like me who have older teenagers mm -hmm. that work here now. Yeah, exactly. Another friend posted, this was the 17th year of going to the Springfield Riders matchup game, and now my son works here. That's right? great. And so it's yeah. like, it's so cool to watch that generational, yeah. you know, passing down. Absolutely. The love of not just baseball, but like this ballpark. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned one thing that I think is notable, um, that your, your kind of product isn't really the, as much as the baseball as it is the experience, mm -hmm. because being a development league to the goal is to push these guys up and out. Yeah. You can't like get married to the on the players as much. Yeah. I mean, we still do the fans that are here a lot, mm -hmm. but it's more of what's left when they move up. Right. Correct. Like 
what else do you want to come here for and yeah. watch and, and find a new player or whatever it is. But mm -hmm. I do think that's a important aspect of what you guys are doing to make it more of a lasting thing than to just get tied to one big name player that's here for a season or a half season or, or exactly. whatever. Exactly. There's more yeah. to it than that. Yeah, that's why you can uh, you really need to market and embrace what you can control. And we can't control the players that go up and, and, and go down. So right. obviously we want them to go up because that means they're doing well and they're going right. to be big leaguers and, and be the foundation of the next you know Texas Rangers championship contender. Yep. Um, we've had 188 players year, year to date. Uh, I'm sorry over time that have uh, that yeah. have gone on and, and played in the big leagues. So. Okay, okay, that's my next thing. Yeah. I want to talk about players. So um, I have memorable memorable players and memories um, either I've cheered for for a couple seasons or even just like watched rehab through here mm -hmm. or a cool special appearance like when you Darvish got to pitch mm -hmm. here. I mean, there's just so many cool things that um, – I, as a fan, and my family have seen, and I mentioned my son. He now walks in, and the second that they're out singing national anthem, he's looking for the Rangers pants, mm -hmm. Rangers helmets, Rangers hats, to just see who's here, who might yeah. be here um, visiting us, and and you know, batting or doing whatever mm -hmm. they're doing to get back out there. Um, so, are there specific players that you feel like either? I don't, I'm not going to ask for your favorites, but that left a bigger impression or just sort of, you know, have their stamp on on this club. Yeah, yeah. Th there's a couple that stand out that I hear from fans a lot. Um, <clears throat> I think one of them was uh, Gilda Rodriguez, who played here for years. That might have predated yep. your time as a season ticket holder. Yep. But um, he he leads the Rough Riders in games played. Okay. Um, so he was here for for numerous years, and you know, towards the end, was kind of the de facto player coach, if you will, and then actually transitioned into a coach. Perfect. Yeah. Then the Rangers organization, um, Jose Trevino as well. Yes. Um, always a fan favorite. You know, he's he's now the starting catcher for the New York Yankees, but great guy, great leader. It's always tough to see them in those. It is. Stripes, it but is. it's common. Yeah. I, I think IKF this weekend. I was like, oh, yep. it just Ana hurts another a one. Bit. Another one that, that we hear yeah. a lot of. And, but our current graphic it's guys. It's how baseball is. I get yeah. it. But it is kind of hard to just, you know, watch them move on to rivals and such. Exactly. Yeah. But we have yeah. a great group right now as well. Yes. You know, the Rangers have done a really good job just drafting quality people and then teaching them the right way. And that's what part of the minor league development process is all about. Not only development on the field, but off the field. So you're ready for, uh, you know, for a full season of, of, of big league baseball. Yeah. I feel like there's a Josh Hamilton jersey somewhere upstairs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's one up in the in the club. And yeah. um, that's a name that I always I will always remember here. And Josh Young yep. is a fresh one because yep. he is still like making big waves yeah, in Arlington. But um, yeah. watching him here, and I'm a Red Raider, so mm -hmm. it's even more fun. I feel like we were here watching him during like uh, college baseball classic you games. Did. Yep. Um, and so it's cool to see them here for more than just one reason, right? Mm -hmm. Like you said, all the other events that happen here. Absolutely. Um, I was a big Nomar Mazzara fan, mm -hmm. getting to cheer for him here, and like Profar days. Yep. Those are kind of my wheelhouse of times mm -hmm. of players um, that that I don't that I remember. But then, like I guess going back to the old school players, like original Kinsler, right? Mm -hmm. So are those sort of some of the first big name staple guys? Like yeah, I think our first Elvis? one that our fans latched onto was Lance Nix. Okay, he was a big Ranger prospect. Yeah, uh, when when the Rough Riders started back in two thousand and three, and then Kinsler was part of the group in two thousand four that won the Texas League Championship which was our first one. Of course, he won it right. last year as well. That was our second one. Yep. Um, but yeah, those were those are two of the early ones, uh, but we've had we've had tons that, that have come through here that have done success uh, at the next level, including the core of those Rangers pennant winning teams. 
you know, in, in, right. in 2010 and 2011. Yep, 2010 and 2011, yep, I remember those years. That's when our kiddo started coming here because he was born in 2010. Mm -hmm. um, and so, little bitty baby onesie yeah. age. Do you bring your family here? Yeah, they're here a lot. Okay. Yeah, dad's busy a lot during the summer here, so a lot of the sure. family time is, uh, is here at the ballpark. Yes, are they already baseball fans? Uh, the, uh, my boy is a big baseball fan. Okay. Yeah, my uh, I have I have twins. I have ten year old twins. They're boy girl twins, oh, wow. and then I have a little girl that's that's five. Okay. So the boy's a big baseball fan. The girls love coming out here, not necessarily for the baseball. Yeah. They just love everything else. Yep. You know the sights, I, the sounds, the smells, dip and dots, right. cotton candy. Exactly. All I that can fun relate stuff. to that because my daughter doesn't have the love of baseball like the rest of our family, and so she finds other things yeah. to <laughs> keep her preoccupied while she's here. Yep. Usually it's the sweets or the food or something yep. like that. Mm -hmm. um, or bringing, bringing friends is always a fun, yes. smart thing to do for parents that have a kid Absolutely. that's not into the baseball on the field so yeah. much. Um, so what about where you go from here? 20 years mm -hmm. in, I mean, do you just keep trucking on the same path? Are there more adaptations and changes that you guys know you're already working into this yeah. world? We're working, yeah, we're always evolving mm -hmm. and, and always trying to get better. And um, we're about halfway through our season this year and we're already planning for next year. Okay. So just thinking through new things we can roll out and how to tweak the ballpark and ballpark improvements and some capital X dollars that are gonna come in. Okay. So uh, yeah, just always trying to get better and, and rethink and, and make this, you know, once again, you know, one of the top venues in all minor league baseball. It feels like there's always some changes made on the mm -hmm. off season. Um, that are visible. I'm mm -hmm. sure there's a lot behind the scenes that aren't as visible to fans. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I'm sure, um, not dugouts, but like locker rooms, different things that yeah. we don't all get to see mm -hmm. um, all the time. But I'm sure every off season you'll have a punch list of things. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you have to keep it's up constantly. With. And that's yeah. one of the things with the 20 year old facility as sure. well. You know, um, especially this ballpark, while it is, it's gorgeous and it's awesome, it, you know, it is a maintenance heavy ballpark. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're working really hard to, to, to keep the looks up and, uh, you know, keep it nice and shiny. But right. yeah, we're always going through that punch list and then making sure everything is, you know, painted, cleaned, right. you know, ready to go for the next game. Because it makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have, because you, you probably have to, y'all have to consciously think about the fact that while there are people walking through here a lot throughout the season, there are people for their first time ever mm -hmm that step foot in here and notice, you know, the nice bright white and the all the different pieces of it and yeah. um and so you have to keep yeah. keep that up. Yeah. What we try to do is treat every day like opening day. So that's our saying oh, around that. here. Yeah. So um, we want, you know, every fan to feel like this is the most important game, you know, throughout the entire season. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons you've probably looked around and see that we have the opening day bunting mm -hmm. all around the ballpark. I love so, the bunting. you know, yeah, most teams have that up maybe for opening day and mm -hmm. July 4th, but like our motto, every day is opening day. We want to have that bunting up throughout the entire year. It just sets the it's tone for our staff. It's classic baseball Americana exactly. feel. Yep. I love it. Yeah. Um, and on the white wood background. So random questions mm -hmm. to finish up. Uh, how many broken glass panels do you guys <laughs> roughly have to replace? A year? Great question. It's, you know, we lose one or two per homestand, so it's probably 25 okay. to, to 35 glass okay. panels a year. And that's that's special glass, as you might yeah. imagine. Sure. It's I mean, we, we see it, you, you hear the thump, yep. and then you can see it sort of spider. Yeah. It's, it's obviously special. You're not going to have it pouring down no. on fans as they walk it's below It's basically it. like windshield glass. It's yeah. like a car windshield, okay. so it's laminated. Just for that exact purpose, so it won't splinter and fall. Keep it contained. Yep. So 25-ish, you say? Yeah, 25 to 35, okay. probably I've depending on the year. Um, and then 
Do you have an idea of how many baseballs you guys go through? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't off the top of my head. Because it's, it's obviously a lot. It's a ton. But it, I yes. mean, it's like constant, right? Yeah. Um, and I know some get returned and some don't, but it's unique to the nature of baseball fans mm -hmm. to keep a ball, yeah. right? And so a lot of them are just gone when they get hit foul. Like they're gone from you Oh guys. yeah, so, absolutely. And you see it at the end of every inning, you know, yeah, they toss, toss them, them in the crowds, you know, they, yeah. the baseballs have a shelf life for how many, you know, pitches they'll be yeah. in and scuffs and yeah. all that. So, uh, but that's all part of that memory making process. You know, oh, for sure. People that come home with a game used ball, I mean, they'll have that forever. Oh, it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And um, when I love when I see an older fan get a ball and pass it along mm -hmm. to a little guy or girl yeah. who's nearby who's been trying or has their glove and that's what it's all about I know and they hand it off I love it mm -hmm. um, we have a collection of we have one of those home plate shaped glass things where you put the ball yeah. in it and can lock it up because a couple of them have been signed which is another thing that I see coming back here at the ballpark yeah is player signatures and yep. availability yeah absolutely that, so we're you know uh, this whole year we're kind of going back to basics yeah you know and, and just trying to make sure that we're putting our best effort just to have you know a fan focused fan friendly environment out here and autographs is one of those so we want every fan to come in at least be guaranteed one autograph so we'll have at least one maybe two players sign in every single game okay. right there in section 104 um, so you, you come into the gates you're guaranteed at least one or two autographs but our guys are so good at signing to where if you go up along the edge at the end you yeah know, they'll uh, they'll usually uh, they'll usually uh, you know sign something for you they still yeah. think it's cool to sign autographs it is cool yeah. I mean it's cool to be asked and it's mm -hmm. cool for the kids to get them and just to have like a second up close with those guys yep. for the little kids it's that's like one of those magical things Absolutely. about being here so good I'm glad that's that's back to you know normal operating mm -hmm. procedure um, one of the best practices you mentioned at the beginning yeah so really that's it I just wanted to get to know you guys a little bit more as we look at all the years of 20 years yeah. um, when guests come or when fans come into the ballpark you guys are showing memories and things right now for mm -hmm. your 20th season so that's yeah. fun um, to kind of look back and reminisce yeah. on some of the things. It's all going to culminate with our anniversary weekend, the 1st of September, where okay. we're inviting out all the former Rough Riders who have uh, oh. played here over the years. So we should have some really good names for that. Awesome. Um, looks like Chris Davis and Ian Kinsler, you know, oh, wow, among cool. others, that have committed. So that'll be fun. Is that a specific game that's happening? It's a whole weekend, okay. and then there'll so be one game that most of them will be at. Okay. And then... Um, you know, it's been fun to have the retro uniforms come back to that love original that. look. Yeah. Yes. So every Sunday we're wearing those. I know. I love it. With the retro horse and rider. And then we actually have the, the live horse mascot here every Sunday as well. So that's it's been so really cool fun to bring to, that like, back. It's so cool to like back to the black and red. Exactly. Um, there's been a lot of iterations of the colors, you mm -hmm. know, the darkness and the maroon and the creams and all yeah. the different things. But it's cool lately to see the, the, the red and black. Again. No doubt. Again, back to my Lubbock days. Yes. It's nice. It's yep. fun. Yeah. Kind of matches up with, with my husband and I's. Uh, alma mater. That's so. great. So yeah, so thanks Scott for sitting down with no, us. Thank you, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time and thank you guys for watching this episode or listening on your favorite podcast platform. So be sure to follow us on YouTube so you'll get notifications with new episodes and check us out on Instagram at hustle underscore and underscore pro. We'll see you next time.